from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Wait, do people see me or no? No, they do, possibly, but only on Patreon. Oh, they do? So, okay, yeah, so let me... Yeah. Oh, okay. you, uh, yeah, yeah, the glasses? Oh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, to hide your drunkenness. <laughs> you you looked so hammered a second ago. Now you look completely normal almost. I know, right? I had a Zoom show tonight, and I'm like, the only way to get through, like, a 45-minute set on a Zoom show is to lick her up. You did a 45-minute stand-up comedy set? I mean, it was sitting down, but yeah. Jesus, that's, that's amazing. And do you hear laughter? I used a second device with a gallery view so I could see, like, the laughing faces. Oh, okay. Faces. Well, that's good. I guess you could at least see the laughing faces. That's not so it's bad. It's pretty good. It, it gives you, like, a little bit of that psychic relief that you need, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had some new Black Lives Matter material that I wasn't sure if it would be too edgy, but they were laughing, so I was really glad about that. Did they want you to do it? What, like, no, I just figured, screw it, I'm doing some new current stuff, you know? And what, what was the show for? A temple? It was a synagogue. Yeah. They're a very, like, liberal-minded, you know, like they're having, like, after me, they're, they're like, tomorrow they're having a race relations expert, you know? And then the next night, an actual racist. <laughs> uh, talking to Talia Reese, attorney. Yeah, I said that, the, you know, I talked about how the, the Hasidim were suing de Blasio and Cuomo. They're allowing the protests, but they didn't allow any synagogues to open or any prayers, any funerals for dignitaries in the Orthodox communities. So I said, well, you know, to be fair, the, author, the, the Hasidic have their own movement, the Black Matter. And, and then I went on from there. That doesn't seem incredibly uh, edgy. At all. No, I just said if you need to, if you really need to f- 10 Jews, just attend a protest. You could get a, a little sh- going that way. In fact, I plan on having my daughters next week on Fifth Avenue, f- thousand people. Mm. And we have some giveaways planned. There's a gift bag. Nice. And <laughs> we have, yeah. Now let's talk about that. We have seen some riots, protests, and now they're starting to wind down. They're still having protests. Are they really? Real ones? Big ones? I haven't seen any marching in a while. There was a huge one in Brooklyn today. The Black Trans Lives Matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, now yeah, now they bring in the B team. It's like when the it's like at the end of the <laughs> night when the open micers come come on stage, you know, and they're yeah, uh, they there's a lot of trans trans stuff going on because if the trans people want to be in your black rights black black lives matter uh march, you can't say no. No. No, no, you gotta let every everybody in. You gotta let them in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's at least slowing down. Now there's a quiet and coordinated criminal offensive underway. One that's not designed to bring publicity and call attention to an important issue, nor does it result in the perpetrator getting a new tracksuit or a pair of Jordans, nor does it promote progress by tearing down old statues and shit. The private vehicles of NYPD officers are being tampered with in ways that make the car potentially dangerous, and sometimes they vandalize them otherwise, too. Yeah, officers across the city, from the the southern tip of Manhattan and the first precinct to the South Bronx, southwestern Queens, Harlem, uh, Astoria, and many others elsewhere, they've reported finding lug nuts holding the wheels on their personal vehicles to have been intentionally loosened. Oh. Uh, during, during their shifts, you know, like they drive, they park their car, they get out. They've got a placard on their car, too, which helps for to identify them. Sure. It's, it's kind of a weird wow. thing to imagine. 
the wheels just coming off of a car when it's driving, but uh, they they had they occur every day just from natural loosening, extreme changes in temperature, improper tightening. Accidents occur about half the time when that happens. They've also seen their windows busted and stuff like that. So this is an attack on people. It's not an institution. It's not the government. It's not uh, the police. It's it's these police officers. So I find that to be a, a particular problem. I th- I hope that 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 would give people a sort of uh, an insight, you know, into what we're dealing with here. You know, I mean, you know, like I said, this isn't going to bring any any attention to an issue or anything like that. You know, not all these people are so I- idealistic. No, I, I I feel like the police are being scapegoated at this point. It's it's just, you know, they're the face. They've become the face of racism, whether mm-hmm. it's the complete whether it's the truth or not. Like they're they're the straw men. They're, yeah. they're the face of it. And it's, you know, I feel like as long as they can say to themselves, okay, we know this isn't really completely about us at its core, then they can hopefully keep their morale up and continue to do their jobs. Well, you would hope, right? Wouldn't that be nice? But it's got to be tough to to hang in there. I certainly wouldn't. The stuff that they're doing that was like before, they're being arrested and even charged for criminally, you know, like up in, it's not in Buffalo. Worth it. yeah. No, no it's terrible. not worth it. Yeah. And they're, well, you know, and that's what the whole point of all this stuff is to paint them into a corner and put them in a box. And it is to lower uh, morale, running up to an officer, touching him, grabbing him, doing anything at all. Obviously, he's, you know, duty bound to, to shove you. That that has right. to occur. He can't let you touch his stuff. It's no, uh, it's dangerous. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Joining me now, Seth Barron. Hey, man. You uh, how you doing? Having a good weekend? Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. How about you? Yeah, it went by too quickly. You know, back yeah. to the old grind. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> try to make the most of them. It's been one long weekend, you know, now for like three months, and now Cuomo says that uh, we're opening it all up a little bit too much. Apparently, over the weekend, he said everybody's walking around without masks. Yeah, the bars are crowded, the streets are crowded. Yeah, thank God for that. I mean, we need Governor Sexy to come in and lay down the law because people are people are violating it. I see people sometimes gathering in groups of three or four and like maybe having a beer there's been groups of people like oh my god you know picnicking and maybe they get like four or five feet apart that's not good it's, yeah it's true at the same time of course we see crowds of like eight thousand people gathering outside the brooklyn museum like every day at washington square there's like a thousand people and then they march uh, but that of course that's different i mean forget about that that's different that's different that's for protests yeah, And we all know that protests about police brutality, this is something that, as Mayor de Blasio said, this is something that makes people very upset. And we're dealing with four, 400 years of anguish. So naturally, people are going to want to be protested. That's not the yeah. same thing as yeah. going to church or some other bullshit. Okay? So don't even yeah. go there. No. So I'm really glad that 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 Governor Cuomo was going to uh, really drop the hammer on these these num numbskulls and dingleberries and and um, lunkheads and uh, <laughs> what was it that Obama used to always call yeah. like uh, knuckleheads? Well, knuckleheads. knuckleheads. Yeah, these moon calves, these uh, luddy yeah, duddies. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be any of those, and you don't want to be called out by Cuomo as any of those, because he'll tell you how it is really quick. He's even going to, he, he threatened people's liquor yeah. licenses and stuff. Hey, if you're going to try to kill his mom, then you deserve to have your liquor license pulled. Yeah. 
That's my mom. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how Chris would react? <laughs> yeah, I think for some reason, I think Andrew might fare a little bit better than, than Chris on that. An Upper West Side Shrink whose patients describe her as nuts, mm. evil, and dangerous, Uh-oh. finally lost her medical license. What? Eight years after the state was flagged about her odd behavior. Now, so the state board... Now, what happened? Huh? What, tell, me, tell me what she did. I mean, you got to do... A, I will. You got to do a lot to lose a medical license. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that... Is that... It's, it's pretty tough to lose your medical I mean, license? unless you're like a felon. Apparently, it takes several years, too. Dr. Irene Gervitz was uh, not addressing her own psychiatric problems, uh... And uh, this action came almost a decade after the state first learned she was ill when her lawyer asked that she get psychiatric help, her own lawyer. Uh, her conduct was so bizarre, she smoked during sessions, well, uh, that's... constantly eating pretzels and leaving the office door open Okay. for others to hear private conversation. Uh well, that well, seems like a shitty, maybe sure. a shitty therapist, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, it's, there's got to be more to it than it that. It must be, right? That, that's the, if these are the top three offenses, I'm not sure how much stronger this is going to really get. A Bronx man recounted to the Post a uh, 2016 visit. Yeah. Where the doctor told him that's bullshit to almost everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not so sure. That doesn't sound so but, bad. I mean, you know what? It probably was bullshit. It probably was. I mean, nine-tenths of everything said in an office like that is bullshit. And he said when he uh, expressed concern related to my social anxiety, she said, who cares? <laughs> See, this might have been tough it's, love. You know, sometimes like they do things yeah. like that. I mean, like I feel like saying who cares to him now. I know, right? He continued, I'm confused as to how she was ever licensed to begin with. A few moments where I thought I was on some sort of weird prank show. There's a, a Yelp review that says this doctor is just plain nuts from 2017. She told me that she's actually a schizophrenic, then denied it, then told me it was true. She started calling me at midnight and asking what I was doing. This is that that's a little different. Yeah. And then sent me bizarre emails talking about drugs that they'd fed her in the hospital to quote, shut her up. She's 62. She's referred to the state doctor's assistance program in 2012, failed to continue her treatment. So I'm looking at her ZocDoc page. Oh, a ZocDoc page. Okay. Well, there must be some interesting things. Disclaimer please keep in mind that doctor does not see patients under the age of 12 years. Um, I will say her picture on the ZocDoc, I mean, she's kind of. I guess she could be pretty. She's a little strange looking, though. Well, she doesn't look 62 in the picture I'm looking no, at. But no, she, no, it looks like it's through doesn't. a keyhole also, which is a, a weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she seems a little, you know, I, I guess her ZocDoc thing doesn't sound so weird. But um, I'm willing to accept that she's um, that she's bonkers. Maybe she is just, I mean, I guess calling a patient in the middle of the night is a little weird. And talking about the, uh, let's see, a psychiatrist. Okay, she was later evaluated, found she had major depressive disorder with psychotic features. Okay, that would do it. If that was diagnosed, that, that's, a, that's a pretty serious thing. I'm looking at her Yelp reviews. I first became aware of Dr. Gervitz when a client of mine came to me with very specific, inappropriate claims. Uh, I... I I read some of these reviews, including the consistent complaint that she was emotionally unstable. I gathered physical evidence and lodged charges against the doctor three years later. Well, uh, that's not, 
Okay, this woman is so nuts, she doesn't deserve to keep her medical license and deserves to be examined seriously for losing it. There's no ethics than most professional person, unprofessional person in the medical field I've ever come in contact with thus far. My 60-year-old life, stay away. That's just general uh, rhetoric. Yeah. Huh. Bad. This woman should not have a license to practice medicine. She will tell you more about herself and her trauma history than talk about you. Go expecting to give therapy. This woman is psychotic. She texted me accusing me of following her home and being in league with a Dr. Beckor who gave her all sorts of antipsychotics, which made her want to try to kill herself. <laughs> she said, I'm an idiot with a low IQ. She believes I'm a government agent out to get her. All right. Well, you know what? Everybody's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I still don't see it. Big deal. So she thinks you're a government agent. Maybe you are a government agent. People can be government agents without even knowing that that's what they're doing. There's many unwitting government agents. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I didn't want to bring this up, but I kind of have a lot of suspicions that you may be a government agent. I don't blame you. I've often suspected that I'm an unwitting government agent, and I have no way of finding out. Your green screen, by the way, um, it makes it look like you are a, you're a psychiatrist in a very well-appointed kind of tastefully decorated office. Like a hologram psychi psychiatrist, yes. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like yours, too. I like the way it just, it just turns you into a series of letters against a black screen. Is that what it looks like? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it a man was found hanged. He hung himself in Tryon Park. I don't know if you heard about that. Probably no, not. Uh, no shit. Up in Fort Tryon Park? Yep. Uh, in On the banks of the Hudson River. Yeah, I know it well. Yeah. Oh, do you really? You, you spent time in sure. that park? Yeah, I've oh, never been there. Really? Yeah. Uh, did, did you ever become very depressed while you were there or anything? Uh, not, not so much. So, so it wasn't the park itself that's mm. killing people. That's, that's good. Because right there in the Hudson River, a guy almost drowned chasing his Frisbee into the fucking Hudson. 20 years old. He's clinging to life after drowning, uh, nearly drowning in the Hudson River Thursday evening. Jumped into the water near a pier at West 10th Street in Lower Manhattan around 8.30 p.m. He entered the river to chase down a Frisbee. He'd been tossing around with others. After it fallen into the water. You know, if you were to try to get into the water to get your Frisbee, it's not like, I mean, you're substantially above the height of the water. There's no, like, easy access at that, at West 10th Street to get to the water. I mean, the pier, you, it's a good, like, 15 feet. I mean, yeah. you've really got to dive in. That would be, like, a significant, it's not like, oh, here I'm at the banks of the water and it got in and let me just wade in a couple of feet. Like you'd be diving in basically to the middle of the river. And, and the river, it's not, it doesn't really seem, does it, it doesn't rush at that point, right? I'm sure it just kind of glides down, but it's still a river. It's much more powerful than it might look. It's got, supposedly it's got very, um, pretty sharp undertow type. Of yeah, stuff. that's too Eddies, bad. Eyes, whatever. Uh, well, you gotta so, also but he's okay. He's okay. I wouldn't say he's okay. He's well, clinging to life. That, that means he's a where there's life, there's hope. Where there's life, there's hope. And where there's water, there's life. Uh, exactly. The man was found hanged from a tree in an apparent suicide. Oh, my God. Grizzly discovery made by a passerby. This is reported in the New York Daily News. Walking through Fort Tryon Park near the banks of the Hudson. In Inwood. Okay. Yeah, found about 6 a.m. At least he was found early in the day, probably by a dog walker. 
or a, you know, a bird watcher, maybe, you know. Those bird watchers, dog, they're all over everything yeah. going on in the parks. Or hopefully it was a bird watcher who hung himself, though. Uh, the police... <laughs> Since the police believe he took his own life, uh, an autopsy has been scheduled to confirm the cause of death. They, they should get the guy that analyzed uh, Jeffrey Epstein's hanging. That 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 uh, autopsy guy, the best in the biz. Let him let him see what this one was. He knows a suicide when he sees one, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, he can, he doesn't even have to come in for this one. Like, yeah, but it's a, a pretty dramatic way to do it too, from a tree. You know, like a lot of people, like like take Robin Williams. I guess he might have hung himself in his in his closet, sort of. You know, like with. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, other people do it privately from shower curtains or you know, like you said, prison cells, but not. Uh, but the tree, you know, that's uh, that's that's a statement suicide of sorts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. Is that the way you would take yourself out? I mean, come on, hanging. Well, it doesn't hold up traffic either. Yeah, it's not it's good. not the most selfish. You know, or it, yes, it doesn't, it doesn't, that's, that's the good thing. It d- doesn't stop any trains from running on time. And, you know, it's pretty like no mess. <laughs> I, don't, I guess there's not a huge splatter to clean up or anything like that you have just uh you know you all you got to do is cut him down and throw him in a box pretty much uh in fact it might even be easier to get him in the body bag since he's already you know you just slip it on him zip it up before you cut him down it's really a pretty easy process oh sounds like your kids are looking for you the central park sunbathers they skip masks and pants during the coronavirus so we have some uh some gays you know to being totally gay they are never the gay people in June have a free pass in New York City to just drink and do whatever they want. I don't care what Cuomo says. See, Cuomo didn't frame it as like people, you know, we're going to start rounding you up and arresting you. He framed it like you're going to lose your liquor license and you're going to ruin it for the whole city. We're going to shut down the restart. Well, the other thing he said was you can be ticketed for open containers. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but because all these restaurants are selling mixed drinks and stuff like that, they were given permission to sell mixed drinks to go. Basically, it seems like the whole rule about drinking in public has gone totally sideways. So people are, you know, openly just drinking cocktails, whatever, all over the place. You know, normally I would kind of look askance at that but i guess you know as far as as long as we're in quarantine period or whatever the hell this is there's going to be some liberalization of these rules so he's saying i'm going to crack down on this yeah um but i don't i don't really see that happening and let me just say something else i have seen a lot of early reopenings like a lot of restaurants are putting tables out front and just serving you know serving diners uh which you know technically we're not you're not supposed to be doing that at all no, it's phase two stuff. Well, that's phase three, potentially, actually. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, I mean, I'm glad to see small businesses like restaurants just being like, fuck this. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Especially, you know, I don't mean to go on about this. Please do. Here's the thing, Pat. I was in Washington Square Park yesterday, and I was like, you know, there was another one of these giant protests. And it occurred to me, well, technically speaking, you're not, the only group activity that's permitted in New York City is um, protesting the police. And you can't go to church. You can't do organized sports. You can't go to the beach. You can't attend a concert. You can't attend theater in the park. And I'm talking about outdoor activities. 
but you can do as much protesting, marching as you want with as many people as you want. That there's no restrictions whatsoever. They've already made it clear that that's okay. So basically, that's the only condoned activity is protesting the police. And I just think that they're, so in a weird way, de Blasio said, well, we have to permit this because the people are going to do it because there's so much rage. But well, it's been a couple weeks now of this. So I don't think there's that much rage exactly so much as like, this is the only thing people are allowed to do. Uh, oh, so yeah. Gonna, <laughs> like this is the only activity. You're not allowed to do anything else. So naturally, so, that's what people are going to do. That then, makes sense. They're, so, they're creating their own protesters by channeling everybody's energy into one activity. Yeah. yeah. So brilliant. I mean, it, it seems a little perverse. It is uh, quiet. Yeah. Well, and it's not just so, protesting in general. It has to be protesting the police. They don't allow protesting of the lockdown. No, no, no. You could get in trouble for that. Uh, right. So it, it just seems like, I mean, let me say, I walked by this store today. Uh, on Mercer Street, Mercer Street Books. It's been there for decades. It's a used bookstore. It's like a classic Greenwich Village institution. There's very, there's not that many like used bookstores in New York. This place has been hanging on. Today I walked by and said, well, today's our last day. Uh, they're trying to get bookstores labeled essential. Until then, bye. So I guess they're gone out of business. All the books were taken out of the front window. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, look, nobody was ever in that store. I never saw more than five people in there, customers. So why couldn't you say, yeah, sure, uh, have them wear masks? Oh, it wasn't a crowd. There wasn't crowds in there. It was like a few people browsing for books or records. But instead, they've now this like place is, is gone. Right. And that's not coming back. No way. That ain't coming back. This is like really bad. Yeah, it is. It is. It's such, it's such horse shit. And it would be one thing if they were consistent, but they're not. De Blasio, they're just like, well, you know, protests have to happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm very agitated. Yeah. I'm very aggravated. I'm uh, annoyed. So, Excellent. Uh, That's the way we like it. Those are my three A's. Yeah, those are my. Three you're, A's. you're 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 in a triple A mood, and I don't blame you at all. It, the, the bike shop, I think, it was an example that I noticed. You know, before a lot of this stuff was open, the bike shop didn't see one day of being shut down. And I know, like, oh yes, you know, you, people need to to keep their bikes in good repair and everything. But uh, I, I I really don't see that as essential. You know, especially when there's no place that, that you're supposed to be traveling to. I uh, am not in favor of uh, that, it's, but it's just the kind of thing because they want to promote people on bikes. So it, it's all it's all according to agenda. Well, but hold it's on a, a retail. Second. It's but it's a real it's a retail store. You know, I mean, it's just a store. Yeah. It's not like it's you know. But it's not like gas station. I mean, gas stations, auto body shops, mechanics. Those were permitted too. Yeah, but I think it's a stretch to go there. You could say, hey, get a city bike. You know what I mean? If, if there's something wrong, if you want to go exercise, get yourself a city bike. You know, you, you don't necessarily have the right to a bicycle. I mean, I couldn't. Uh, I, I well, can I go buy myself a pair of roller skates? You know, or something. Uh, it's it's not necessary. It well, just opens up a lot of doors. Look, I'm more in favor of um, having more things. I'm in favor so of more things, but fine. I hate the inconsistency, you know, and I find that to be inconsistent. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I've needed a pair of pants. I don't want to order any pants from Amazon. 
You know, I like to see a pair of pants I'm buying. I buy a couple pairs of pants every two or three years, you know, but you just can't, you can't do that. You can't, it's not allowed. I find that. Yes, I agree. I think clothing stores, it, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's stupid. And at this point, I think it's pretty obvious that people, everybody in New York city is wearing masks, just walking down the street, at least in Manhattan. And certainly in stores, they can say, Hey, you got to put a mask on. It's like, okay, put a mask on. So you put a mask on. So what's the problem? How many people are in a goddamn clothing store at one time anyway? I mean, I'm not talking about Macy's the week before Christmas, just like going to the Gap or wherever to get a pair of pants. It's never hard they, to stay. They could manage it. They could say, oh, guess what? We only allow 10 people in the store at a time. Just wait in line for a little bit, and then you can come in. Sure. There's no reason why that. This is what they're doing everywhere else. And, you know, people, Make an appointment. people around the country are pointing out. It's like, oh, okay, so uh, you can... You can go and buy plants at, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot, but you can't go to a nurse, a local nursery and buy plants or seeds or whatever you need there. It's this crazy way in which they're really favoring the big box stores. And it almost seems like they're trying to destroy the small business guy. Yeah, um, that's the mom and pop. That, now the, and that's a worthy goal. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? What a, what a shitty thing to, to want to try to do. Well, you know, I mean, look, I, let me put on my um, right-wing conspiratorial hat, and this is like kind of the goal, is to drive the, um, like, you know, what, what the Soviets called the kulaks, like the wealthy peasants, to destroy them as a class. Oh, uh-huh, <clears throat> yeah. You know, to like wipe out the, I don't know, like the guy who builds pools or the guy who... Uh, you know, whatever kind of business people. Well, sure. Even if it's, even if it is, say it's a big business, like um, five guys, burgers and fries or some shit like that, anything. But there's a, there, there is an owner of that. It's just because it's a chain. It doesn't mean that there's not a guy who doesn't own that business, you know? So even sometimes when you, when you hit those places, like, you know, during the 450 stores got looted in Manhattan during, during like a 10 day period. And that that's a that's right. a lot, you know, and and a lot of those were going to be, you know, they they can't all be uh, Foot Locker, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. So yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad to smash up businesses in general. But I mean, really, what they want you to do is go into Amazon. Right. No, that's right. I mean, Amazon's doing great. And then we'll use Amazon to settle a debt with China, and then they'll own Amazon. <laughs> More or less. Actually, that'll be we'll nationalize it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. It, it's it's Thank so you. many parts of this are are done with purpose. And, Thank you. You know, the, when when you see the purpose end up being that. All right. Well, let me just uh, bring hey, up can I just one more one thing before. Thing? We, uh, oh, please. Yeah. Well, today it's Sunday, um, June 14th, and I just this is Flag Day, and I just want to add that it it uh it is the 23rd anniversary of my first and since dissolved marriage well how about that congratulations <laughs> i said to my current wife i said oh it's my um my 23rd anniversary of my first marriage and she's like uh-huh great <laughs> and i'm like yes yeah, so i'm getting together with my first wife we're gonna go out for dinner just to kind of celebrate mm-hmm. and um i was like mm, you're invited and she got kind of pissed I was like, I'm just kidding. You're not invited. Yeah, no, because I intend to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It always is good to refer to her as your current wife. You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I said? Uh, my current wife? Yeah, my my current wife. Yeah. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many Twitter fights do you get into, like, a week? I don't really, you know, I debate somebody here and there, I guess, if they if they say something I think is provocative. Sometimes yeah. I'll just go through and find trouble and, and disagree with people that I see. Not that many, okay. you know, not that many. I, 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 for a while, I didn't look at comments at all. I go hot and cold on that stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I didn't look at anything. I, like, I was only output on Twitter, and I, I strongly recommend that people take okay. three weeks or so, take a month to just, you know, you don't have to give up Twitter. Just send your tweet and then, go, you know, mind your own Turn business. Yeah, don't ever look at, and even if you read the other stuff, look at your, don't look at your notifications, you know, because that's where that stuff is. And I used to, and I, the reason I did that is I was spending far too much time answering people, you know, because you have to be bulletproof. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And and now when you see comments that you can't respond to yourself, you know, there's only, I think there's only one situation where that exists, and that is the reviews on iTunes. And I would appreciate it if you enjoy the show, leave a review and uh, downvote any one-star bullshit you see so that it's not right at the top in any circumstance. You know, you want to be upvoting all the positive ones and downvoting anything you see negative. Now, I'm not asking that you actually take time out of your day to spend a lot of, you know, to read all these comments and stuff. But if you do want to leave a comment just to show that you enjoy it, that would be great and leave a five-star review. Don't fuck with four stars. You can do four, <laughs> you can do five. Let's just round up. In these trying times, we have to round up. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, then please, you should be subscribed to this and to this other show that I know about called Too Woke to F. It's a profoundly entertaining show. I, don't, that's, I you know promised that I would say something about it. Check it out. The number two, the word woke, the number two again, and then an F. And uh, focus and enjoy. It's not one of those shows you listen to with half an ear. Get ready for a bumpy ride. Bumpy ride. A lot of the black people got, got really mad. I, I don't know. But other people are angry, and they have used violence as a vehicle. Violence as a vehicle. Is it the right vehicle? No. But... It is the vehicle that they know, and the family is saying, stop it. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, stop it. If I'm not over here wilding out and blowing up stuff, messing up my community, stop it. Democracy. Sarah Sidner, you've been doing it. But he also said, don't 
forget my brother's name. And they chanted George Floyd until he walked out of here. It's a beautiful scene, but enough. We've seen and covered enough of these communities. Now, you remember he outlawed protesting, but he was only trying to do that because they were going to protest a lockdown. So that was good. That was good. Well, I think that there's a difference, right? Because on one hand, you've got the lockdown, and that's like something that is keeping us safe. Yeah. And then you've got protests against police brutality and against the fascist state. And that's sort of, like, different. Here we're talking about something that, like, really affects people's, like, lives and in their souls. So I think there's a good reason for why you would want to be protesting. It's not just some kind of, like, you know, oh, I gotta get down to Applebee's. I haven't had my Grand Slam at Denny's in so long, and I gotta get out there and get my Grand Slam. Most people are gonna spread coronavirus. I'm not so sure that that's going to be much of an issue with um, prote- these protests I don't see as being a major problem. Listen to what well, de Blasio... Yeah. Somebody asked de Blasio about this. Oh. Um, he said, oh, i got to get down to Applebee's. I haven't had my grand slam at Denny's in so long. I would wish in this moment, all understanding all the pain and the agony that I talked about, I've been really clear. I would wish that people would choose this as a time to express all of that agony, that need for change, that agony, that agony, that in a different way than in-person protests, because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. But I understand why, after not just years, not just decades, but centuries of oppression, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And yeah, people at a certain people point, at a certain need to express point themselves in the most powerful yeah. presence. Some of, the, yeah, some of those protesters are several hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, and they're really mad. And they've been keeping it pent up all that time. And they're super upset. You're a 400-year-old guy, you know? And you're like, I'm tired of not saying anything about the centuries of oppression that I've endured. Then, yeah, okay. I guess you kind of make allowances for somebody like that. And even more than that, they're tired of being tired. Constantly. They're tired of being tired of being tired. And they're even tired of that. But you know what I love is when Hillary Clinton gave her famous speech. I mean, like, I've seen clips from it, and it's just stirring when she goes, uh, her famous line, of course, you know, I ain't at no pace. No <laughs> Yeah, man. I remember that. That was awesome. What has Joe Biden been saying about all this? Wear a mask. Oh. Oh, wow. said. This is very interesting. And it really, it's very clear and to the point. If we are complacent, if we are silent, we are complicit in perpetuating these cycles of violence. None of us can turn away. We all have an obligation to speak out. That's pretty cool, right? You can't be silent even for a moment. You keep making noise. Morning, a friend of mine, you know, posted something without posting anything about uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. It's incredibly hurtful 
people that I considered friends. While I would otherwise love to read your favorite banana bread recipe, it is necessary for me to, to have people, especially influencers, especially celebrities, to acknowledge that pain. If you were standing in a fire, you're in pain, and you have someone who's sitting three feet away who's not on fire, that pain. Like if you were standing in a fire and three feet away who's not on fire, who's refusing to acknowledge your pain, you're in pain, and is twirling around with banana bread, it's the same thing. Same you're in pain. pain. And listen to this. Here's he's talking to um to Don Lemon. Men being unjust. Okay. Many Americans, you have watched these pictures that are coming out of Minneapolis and and St. Paul and and, and other cities. Mm-hmm. These protests, um, they are happening all over the country. No one condones this kind of destruction. But what do you say to these protesters, many of whom are outraged, Mr. Vice President? They are sick and they are tired of black men being unjustly killed. What do you say? Yeah. Look, think about this. You and I have talked about this before, Don, in other contexts. You know, I used to think that you could defeat bigotry, but it only hides. It only hides. And when it's given oxygen, like has happened since Charlottesville and on with this president, it in fact brings out the worst and sort of condones activity that is across the board totally inappropriate. Wasn't that pretty good? That's what we need to do is when there's a when somebody thinks something that's so yeah. evil, when somebody has an idea that's so so like Trump fight. So, yeah. They're so so struck really bad ones. You have to suffoc suffocate the oxygen right out of it. You know, you have yes. it has to be smothered. You've got to put your knee on on the neck of that idea. Yeah, exactly. You gotta take a knee. Kaepernick that bitch. Take a knee. Kaepernick. Take a knee. Like has happened since Charlottesville. I think the smothering the oxygen and out of it is better because then, you know, you don't need to disinfect it. You killed it and you can just throw it right in the trash. President Charlottesville. Now, I read an interesting statistic since we're talking about like cool shit. Yeah. Listen to this. This is this is interesting. It says that blacks, black people were 52 percent. Of homicide offenders. Only 50. It should be wow. so much higher. 31% of police shooting victims. Wow. 31% of the victims. And yeah. only and 13% of the population. Right. Isn't that crazy? Can you believe that? Can you even believe that? And they're 52% of homicide offenders. So much higher. So does that mean that they're getting killed 52%? Yeah, they've offended, uh, yeah. It says homicide offenders, but I guess that must be what it means. Yeah. Some statistics are misleading, you know. 13% of the country is black. That's right. misleading in itself. Oh. Because they have zero representation. Can you even say that they have 13% of the control over the country? I don't think so. Oh, no. 
are they 13% empowered? I mean, we got to be looking at everything that the blacks are not 13% of and changing them. I mean, the thing is, it's like... I just feel like now is the time that you and I and all of our Antifa brothers and sisters and the ones we're not sure about what they are too, you know, trans. Yeah, and get out into the streets and take the streets and destroy the streets. We need to fuck up the streets once and for all. Once (laughs) and for all. I mean, sort of. I mean, I've had it. I've had it with the streets. I've had it with the with the with the guy. We we make our own streets and we'll make them fair. Make the road, dude. Thirteen percent of the streets will be for black people only. No, dude. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hundred percent black only streets. You have to treat it like theater of the mind. Also. The Thrill of the Kill podcast. You know, that's still a show that I produce. Still very proud of it. Uh, it's Ex Exterminator, Larry Izzo. And, you know, he's really found Larry. a groove with uh, the Thrill of the Kill podcast. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, he's I great, met right? You, you, uh, show. And then I did his cooking show one time. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. What did you cook, by the way? Because uh, you get to select your own thing. Yeah, I did vegetarian tacos. Why vegetarian? Are you vegetarian? No, but I keep kosher, and I so I didn't want to do meat in his house. It would have required, like, I to bring my own pots and pans. So I said, let's just do, like, a vegan taco thing, and uh, it went great. That makes sense, yeah, So because you would have to have somebody there to bless it and everything, right? Yeah, I don't want to bring a rabbi and a mashkiach and a shachan and the whole thing. No, kidding. Yeah, you got to <laughs> slaughter it appropriately and everything. You know, that stuff will make you live longer. That's a healthier diet. That's a much, much healthier diet. And I can't Which, believe the vegan or the kosher? The kosher. Vegan, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. But kosher is definitely something that was created you know, in times of, of, of trouble, it's been there to, uh, you know, to, to prevent some people from, uh, you know, their, their health remains a little bit stronger, a little bit longer, maybe a lot longer, you know? You know, I don't know any different. There's a kind of a salty uh, meat that you haven't tasted that's country ham, because you're, you, I'm sure you don't eat pork. Here it's great, and I've seen pork belly, and it looks terrific, and I, you know, I'd be dying to try it, but, but now they're saying, yeah. If you've never had it, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. They're saying that, you know, pigs are as smart as dogs, if not smarter. So if we don't eat dogs, we really shouldn't be eating pigs. Well, if we eat pigs, maybe we should also be eating dogs. Is what that means. <laughs> That's the other, I guess, the, the converse or the inverse. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> is the intelligence of an animal really the thing that prevents you from eating it? Um, that, Actually, I, I don't know, but. I mean, cows and chickens really are very stupid animals, and those are primarily the ones we eat. And they taste normal to us now because, you know, they're kind of raised domestically and everything, so they don't taste weird. Uh, But also, you know, we just became acclimated to that. Like, if maybe if raccoons were really stupid. Raccoons are kosher, right? (laughs) Rodents, I don't think, are kosher. I don't think anything in the rodent family is kosher. Nothing. Okay. I don't well, so. you'd have a hard time eating the some of the roadkill. Uh, well, I could wear, you know, I could wear a raccoon if that became in style again. But uh, 
I don't think I could eat one. I'll keep that in mind for your birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you doing any of these shows that we can uh, that you want to mention? A, a Zoom show or anything that people can see? Well, I have one coming up June 29th. It, it's actually uh, it's an LGBT show. It's uh, hosted by Mayim Bialik. It's a fundraiser. I don't know if your audience is going to be into it. It's like it's to help gay and trans people be assimilated into private Jewish schools properly. And that's what we're raising money for. What if I'm against that, but I like comedy? Then you should still watch the show because there's a lot of really interesting entertainment on the show. <laughs> I would imagine so, yeah. Okay, great. Well, uh, that that sounds fantastic. Who, who, who would want to miss uh, something like that? And. I <laughs> I want to have a really uh, interesting legal question for you next time we talk so that we can get embroiled in some kind of a, you know, we all want to learn something. By the way, I don't know that my fans, uh, I mean, I think this, I think the people who listen to the show would love anything like that. I mean, they're, uh, I, I mean, I don't know uh, whether they would or they wouldn't, but they're better than average people always. That's, Every you know one what? of them. That's amazing. Better and than I, sh average. I shouldn't have said that. You no, know? no, not at all. No, you just based it on the shithead that I am, you know, but they, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Thanks, Talia. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. Oh, we did it. That was 30 minutes.